This is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. I'm John McGowan, your host. I'm on location today in downtown Minneapolis, and I'm getting ready to participate in the last stop of the Global Ride DVD Roadshow. I'm sitting with Gene Nacy from Global Ride and CyclingFusion.com. How are you, Gene? Terrific. Tired, but <laughs> oh my. Happy, happy that we're on the last stop. You've been on a two-week whirlwind tour. Right. It's been 11 cities in 14 days. I did the calculations last night. It's just under 9,500 miles, a third of which we drove. Wow. So, so a 10,000-mile road trip. Yeah, just about. And uh, But uh, it's been phenomenal. We've had uh, sellout crowds everywhere. I didn't know that we would get as many cyclists out. We told the folks, hey, this is the whole idea is to bring indoor and outdoor folks together. So all these indoor facilities told the outdoor folks they knew. And I guess they were curious enough because we had a lot of groups that were 50-50. Perfect. Do you have a count, the number of people that participated? Yeah, that's a good thing. I'm gonna, I'm, I haven't done that count yet, but let's say our the smallest club was 18 bikes, which was one of the best, by the way. And they made our... Um, our live one of our live tracks because they were so enthusiastic up to uh, as much as a hundred down in Miami oh wow that must have been quite an experience so yeah it was it was fantastic and uh, you know that many people riding together the only downside in that particular group it was during the day so we had a little trouble with the light blocking the light for the video oh, but you know okay. these kind of things we've been learning as we've mm-hmm. gone along every place has been different but it's it's been uh, quite uh, rewarding and the feedback's been fantastic perfect i can't let it go past uh without crediting your cameraman that's been with you on the whole show oh, yeah paul's been amazing i tell you i, I would have been dead in the water without him because uh, setting up all the equipment we needed an hour and a half typically because not only did we set up uh, the video stuff which you know they didn't have and the, we, we took the screens with us everything but we also recorded all the sessions live so that we could pick the best ones exactly. for the final right. DVDs. And so all that had to be set up. He had to monitor the sound. And then he would do all the filming you know, here and there throughout the, uh, the show so that we could post it on YouTube. And then, of course, he did all the driving. And while he was driving, I am editing the little YouTube video in the car with okay. my air card, literally uploading it to YouTube while we're driving down well, the road. Oh, my gosh. What will we do without all this technology? I don't know. I don't know, but it, I was even amazing myself that we could do this. It was oh, just it, one of those. Wow, things. that might have been something to watch too. So yeah, so you just were nonstop for two weeks. I imagine you're excited to get home as well. Oh yeah, yeah. We've been. Uh, we're both. Well, Paul has two little ones that are under two. That uh, uh, my grandkids, and okay. uh, that I've been. Uh, we've both been missing, and just uh, yeah, to get home, we can't wait. I can imagine. Now, tell, how old are Paul's kids? Two and one. Oh my gosh, they missed their dad. Yeah, they sure do. So, well, it's almost over. Yeah. Uh, we are, as I look at my watch here, we're just a couple hours away from your final. Um, what, what are you calling them? Well, we've been calling them shows because I don't know. That just seems like the appropriate uh, title. They are just classes. People, uh, you know, I'm instructing and making sure each class has a definite uh, uh, structure and training purpose as our DVDs are, 
but they're so entertaining it just seems to fit to call them a show oh, people perfect. just uh, have a great time and um, we've got a lot of good uh, little mini uh, interviews at the end of each class and we those are also on YouTube that people can see so um, it's just it's been a lot of fun Oh, that's wonderful. And, and I had the opportunity to watch one of your very early premieres at the Heart Zones Conference last month. I guess it was a month ago in Colorado and enjoyed it. And I'm just so glad that we could get together and uh, you could have uh, Minneapolis as one of your stops. Yeah, we. Uh, this is uh, this definitely is the coldest stop we've had. <laughs> yes, I mean, it is, uh, I bet. Given uh, all the different places we've gone, this definitely uh, was a shock to our system as we got off the plane. But uh, we love the snow, especially now. Well, now I warned you. You're going you're to get on a plane in San Diego. You're going to get off a plane in Minneapolis. <laughs> There's going to be a little culture shock oh, yeah, there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's been it's been really good. We've noted we've seen so many different clubs too that um, we've been surprised. Some of the things surprised us. For example, only one club had training tools on the bikes. That is computer, heart monitor, mm-hmm. cadence counting. So that's out of so far ten sites. Right. I thought we'd run into a little more than that. We were also surprised that about a third had some sort of video system already set up. Mm-hmm. And they weren't sure what to do with it. They were playing a variety of different things, nothing what which really settled in. And that's one of the reasons they were interested in us coming out, because they wanted to put it to better use. So uh, I think video has been on people's minds as another way to enhance the experience. Uh, but not sure exactly how to do it, and I think you know this. Uh, this seems to be hitting the mark. Perfect. Well, I'm looking forward to it, and and I know the club we're going to today has uh, big screen, plasma screen. They TVs. actually have yeah, they have four uh, uh, separate ones. In fact, I saw um, a little video on their website. They have four mm-hmm. different screens set up across the room so everyone can see. And um, and I'll be including links and whatnot. They've got a nice site that's got a kind of a 360 degree. It's a small, it's still a small studio, but uh, now I think I'm also going to do an interview with the owner today too. Oh, that's terrific! I, and we've seen more of those, you know, dedicated studios, which I think make a lot of sense because the folks are really focused on cycling and that kind of training. Uh, it seems to be. I don't know, more of a, a, a driving force, obviously, mm-hmm. at the dedicated studios. And in those studios, we were getting more of the outdoor cyclists as well. So we're seeing a really nice uh, combination in those studios. So. Perfect. Now, this all ties in with your cycling fusion dream. Right. It, the, the mission there is to bring these two worlds together because, as we see it, and most of the cycling organizations will, will agree, the more cyclists are on the road, the better for the sport the better acceptance, the better lobby efforts to, um, you know, in, for the sake of cycling. And uh, it's obviously it's good for the industry to grow and have more uh, participants and so forth. Even as simple things as rail trails, more participants in rail trails helps right. to expand them. So it's mm-hmm. a good thing for ridership to go up. For the indoor club, same thing. We've seen when it was only spinning before really started to take off and you had different groups out there having different systems in indoor cycling and spinning, there was a big surge and then it sort of died off. Well, I think it's ready for a new surge, which will help the fitness clubs mm-hmm. to get stronger, to invest in better bikes. And part of the now I'm making it a, a bigger push in the cycling fusion, is to get training tools out there. If we want to see the outdoor cyclists come inside and do serious training inside as well as out, 
we need training tools. We need exactly. heart monitors. We need cadence meters. We need power meters if if we can get them. Those are a little more expensive, but oh, yeah. if we can get those things inside, they're going to see increased participants inside. The fitness facilities will be able to invest more in better programs. So right. I think it, it helps both groups if we can bring them together. There's there's shared interest and shared goals. Right. You know, and I... And I in recycling was technology free, and I think that was a pe- an appealing thing to a lot of t- traditional club athletes. Mm-hmm. The serious athlete is all about numbers, right? And feedback, feedback, and how fast am I going? You know, where's my heart rate zone? And nowadays, it's how many watts am I creating? Right. Blah blah blah. Right. How far did I? And and GPS enabled right. the computers on bikes and whatnot. And they seem a little in conflict. And I know my own experiences. From a club owner's perspective, you know, the, as soon as you add technology, well, then you have maintenance issues. So hopefully, and cost issues, and, and all yeah. that's true. But yet, I don't think the club owners can stop it now. There's a movement. In fact, several of the clubs we came in, and every bit of aerobic equipment had a screen on it. Oh, exactly. And you can look at some of the YouTube videos we took. I was amazed. Right. And and some of the club owners told us that the last big show they went to, their trade show, that's all they saw on the floor. Mm-hmm. Just all the equipment has. Technology and video. It's like the intercycling bikes are the only thing that don't have technology. Exactly. And And, freeways. That's what we were. We were talking about Paul and I as we were going around. It's so funny. The only place we're not seeing technology is in the rooms where we're working. Right. Is is in the indoor cycling rooms. So their time has come. It's time to see the manufacturers come up to the rest of the industry in the manufacturing and and say, hey, it's not that hard to put a cadence monitor on a bike. And it's not that hard for heart rate. And straps, and those two things are should be drop in the bucket. Not so much just in cost, but just easy to do. Lots of options. Right. Power becomes a little more difficult, but we have to get there eventually. <laughs> right. And and the more I learn about power, the more valuable I see it as a training tool. Absolutely. And uh, exactly. All right. Uh, your your quest is to bring these two groups together, though. Well, how else are you trying to are going well, about accomplishing that? On the the website we started, Cycling Fusion, it's just sort of creating a space, a mm-hmm. place where people that feel that those two things are like a marriage made in heaven can come together, share ideas, teaching. I love many of them are instructors, mm-hmm. teaching ideas um, and ways to introduce each other to the other side. For example, in our club, because we have a small fitness uh, studio, um, you know, site, indoor cycling studio in, in the Pittsburgh area, we have classes outside, and we teach people how to that are in our normal indoor class how to ride outside Transition when the spring and summer outdoor. comes. Right, exactly. So we teach them how to be safe, and and we've seen a lot of people train through the winter and then do their first charity ride, and we've we've taught Perfect. them through that. And and the other way around, also, folks that we know that race and compete. We show them the value of working out indoors, so we invite them. So I'm looking for a place people can talk, invite each other, tell stories, how they used to only ride outside. Now they do both or vice versa. And I think, right, I think what we need that. is we need stories from the, the competitive cyclist who refused to go to an indoor cycling class to tell a story about, you know, I finally went back to one. And they weren't the horror show right. on bikes that I thought they were. And all of a sudden I realized that this is... Good solid training and a and a and a, and a viable option uh, for my weekly training regimen. Yeah, and and that's the other thing we've been talking about that that it is one of the reasons that the outdoor group has stayed away is that they've had a bad experience, or an instructor that 
didn't know, didn't do any cycling outside, and would sort of make up stuff. Okay, <laughs> yes. I'm sure that you've heard it, seen oh, it, no, whatever. Seen it, experienced and, it, absolutely. And, and a cyclist knows it like that. Right. They absolutely see sense. that this is not cycling. Mm-hmm. It's not going to help me, and they get turned off. And that's part of the website. You'll see in some of the philosophy. We want solid, you know, instruction. Mm-hmm. Nothing contraindicated. You know, we, we want our, at my facility, all of our instructors have to do at least some riding outside so they know what it's like. Right. Perfect. So they can talk from a little experience, and it makes sense then when we say, you've got to have solid techniques. All right. All right. What else do you want to add? Um, no, nothing except that uh, we encourage people to come to the site and just, just share their experiences, especially we really want to hear stories. How did you find your way indoors and it really benefited you? How did you find your way outdoors and it you know, expanded your world? Mm-hmm. And I think those kinds of things people like to read about. So we have blogs and forums and hopefully a place for them to share that. Perfect. Gene Acey, Global Ride DVD and CyclingFusion.com. Thanks for joining us on the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. And I get to shake your hand. I don't yeah. get to do that very often. I'm <laughs> typically terrific. on Skype or something. <laughs> and before we're all sweaty, too. <laughs> exactly. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that. And if you've got any questions or comments, make sure that you send me an email, john at com, or you can leave a comment at the blog post for this podcast. And until next time, uh, stay warm and enjoy riding indoors.